I think it, it depends on like how you relate uh, yourself and like what are your goals because uh, I I'm, I feel comfortable to be on the back end on the company so for myself uh, realizing that I'm the like initial founder and I still entrepreneur and I'm still uh, like running this myself is more important for me than like being in the front of all the cameras you know so uh, for me, it I feel pretty comfortable like this, but uh, because like anyway, sometimes I need to go and like you know doing interviews or something else, and it's also like it's hard for me to do. So pretty much doing it not that often and be on the back end still realize myself and I'm as I'm doing this as a business as an entrepreneur works pretty well yeah and i think uh, this previous business experience helped a lot to realize thank you for joining episode 142 i always love interviewing and working with young startup founders they are so passionate full of energy and have big ideas it's even more interesting to talk to them when they have already learned some valuable lessons like Alex has. Alex created his first company, Springs, eight years ago until he realized that being the CEO wasn't his thing. So he scaled himself out of the business and hired a CEO to run it. He then launched a new startup called Eli.io and based on the lessons from his previous company, he scaled up earlier by recruiting a CEO while he became the CTO. Now, that's a lesson many entrepreneurs should learn because entrepreneurship requires a lot of self-awareness. It means that if you want to eliminate bottlenecks, you need to first be aware of them. And the best place to start your journey is to take the bottleneck index, of course. It's a quick and accurate evaluation tool to identify potential bottlenecks and their impact on your business. Plus, it offers practical solutions to help you overcome them. You can find the link to access this resource in the show notes. And now let's turn to Alex and his journey. Hi, Alex. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hi. Hi, Laurent. <laughs> All right. So let's get directly into it. You know, I tackled bottlenecks, and you have a very relevant story. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about bottlenecks heads on. <laughs> when you nice. when you, when you created your first company, uh, Springs, that was like I think seven years ago or something like that. Uh, you tried to sell it, you couldn't find a, uh, a buyer, but then you uh, scaled yourself out of the business. You move, you found, you recruited a CEO, and became just a just a partner. Then you went on to create your new company. And, and then what happened is that instead of becoming the CEO, again, you do the same. This time you do it earlier. You found a CEO and then you became the CTO. But still, so you have a CEO who is your partner, but he reports to you basically, although, although you also <laughs> report to him as a CTO. <laughs> Why? Why are you not the CEO of your own company? Um, like f from my vision, from my perspective, uh, like CEO and CTO focus is, is a bit different. 
so um, it's like when you create startup or like company, it's like lots of different uh, aspects and lots of different things you need to work on. So it's pretty much sales, marketing, fundraising, operations, um, product itself, uh, like technical implementation and so on. And um, uh, like I myself as an engineer in the beginning, so I, mm. I started my career as a, like just creating products as an engineer, web developer. I feel really comfortable creating and coding. And uh, even like while I'm creating companies, uh, I still need this, like, I feel myself, like, when I create something and code and, like, focus on product itself, I feel myself much more comfortable. And so that's why when I founded Eli, I already, from the beginning, understood that I want to focus on this part. Because before, I had experience running a company as a CEO, and the focus was sales, fundraising, and lots of stuff, uh, operation operations mm. as well lots of stuff which i didn't find myself like really enjoying and doing right. so that's why initially when i started this one i understood that i want to do this and uh, initially i when i looked for a partner i looked specifically for non-technical partner who will focus on specifically a more ceo role and uh, doing business and i will focus on product and uh, now in two years, I realize it it works pretty well. Yeah, I mean it it requires a lot of self awareness. I mean because I know I know a lot a lot of entrepreneurs and I coach some of them who have difficulties in doing in doing that because they think that you know I'm the entrepreneur I'm the founder I should be I should be the CEO and then along along the way maybe they realize that it's not it's not necessarily true but you already realize that you're still you're still quite young so. And you already realized you already realized that, and I guess also uh, the 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 other point I want to mention is is it requires also to sit a little bit on your ego, I believe, because you're not the main man, right? As the <laughs> as the as a CTO, is that is that also also your experience? I think it it depends on like how you relate uh, yourself and like what are your goals, because uh, I I'm I feel comfortable to be on the back end on the company. So for myself, uh, realizing that I'm the like initial founder and I still entrepreneur and I'm still uh, like running this myself is more important for me than like being in the front of all the cameras, you mm -hmm. know. So uh, for me, it I feel pretty comfortable like this, but uh, because like anyway, sometimes I need to go and like you know doing interviews or something else. And it's also like, it's hard for me to do. So pretty much doing it not that often and be on the back end, still realize myself and I'm as I'm doing this as a business, as an entrepreneur, works pretty well. Yeah, and I think uh, this previous business experience helped a lot to realize that. What was the hardest part in, uh, in your previous um, business, Springs? So, yeah, first of all, I think... Um, it was uh, like this, you know, um, not a ability to scale it. And mm. uh, as as a software agency, we we 
tried to find the way to scale it like fast and it was it was pretty hard to do and the second thing i think is that initially it 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 seemed to me like you creating products but many of them to your clients but <laughs> afterwards as as we grow uh the my role was more out of projects at all right because you need to hire project managers and uh, projects are developed by developers and like i didn't focus on products at all because i even didn't know what my company in some uh, cases did for did for other clients and uh, i i just felt that it's not my type of business because like i i feel that i want to create something you know some some product so product business is like really something that i wanted to build and uh, yeah that was like two main reasons why i thought it makes sense to restructure it and create product uh, from the fresh start and, and this this new company that you started while you're still a partner in 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 springs do you think like now with with uh, you know reflection on your 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 experience Do you think you could have done the same with when you started Springs seven years ago? Do you think it would have been better? Was it at all possible? Because I guess one of the one of the issues here is uh, that I see is you know if you don't have the money, you have to be the CEO by default, right? So you, because you can't hire you can't hire someone. Maybe you could have found like a co-founder who, who, who and give give him or her like uh, equity. It it's possible, but. Uh... Like from from my vision now, I don't think that uh, I I would start because uh, it's just not something that I want to do. Yeah, so why should I start this business instead of doing other business which I already know that I will like more? <laughs> but right. but in terms of like you know initial funds and uh, skills, I feel that uh, even for me it's easier to create product than to grow service business now because. In service business, it's also lots of things you need to do, right? It's also competition. It's lots of, it's not, it's not simple business, especially if you want to grow with big. So, so, so you said you said you started Springs, but you didn't really enjoy it. So, yeah. what did you be? What did you become an entrepreneur then? <laughs> I, that's that's actually a, a journey, right? So, yes, I of course I enjoyed it initially. So when you create your first company, whatever it is you enjoy because you hire people, you're thinking about how to grow it. And uh, it was it was lots of fun. You, you've got your own office and uh, you're creating products for other mm. companies. It's, it was it was super fun. Like, but uh, it, it started not to be fun within years. <laughs> so only after like business grow and my role change it from just you know the startup mode when you do everything and you have this yeah. startup wave when everything is fun uh, and of course uh, it's also resources yeah that i lost during these like years and you started to be more like you just tired you you are tired and of course um, I, I still, as an entrepreneur, like to try things, you know, try and see what's going on. I feel myself like I'm, you know, missing opportunities, but of course you cannot do everything. Yeah, I see opportunities in service business now and uh, 
it it would be great if I can, you know, multiply myself and try different yeah. things, but uh, I cannot just do it. And so, uh, yeah, um, I, I feel I feel like it's just a journey, and it's just like the things that you need to go through to realize yourself and to get some experience. Yeah, but then then also it's the courage to act. I believe because you put yourself into that position, right? You could have said, "Oh no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stick there. I'm going to continue. I'm going to hustle through it. Uh, you know, fake it until 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 you make it, <laughs> if if you wish." But you didn't. You realize that it's not for you. You're not happy anymore. You're not the CEO type. You're an entrepreneur, but not the CEO type. Uh, so I'm going to get out of the business, and I'm going to I'm going to start something else with someone something that I really enjoy and I'm going to put myself into a position where, you know, I can use my strengths. That requires, you know, a lot, like I said, a lot of self-awareness, a lot of courage, and you have to sit on your ego. Again, it's it's really impressive. Alex, I don't know if you realize. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't thought much about this uh, because uh, anyway, you quit and you just like, you know, feel yourself like I'm dropping this yeah but uh, I think if we we had a way to grow it uh, like really fast I think even like uh, on that position I was still continue doing that because like this entrepreneur spirit in me was greater than like feeling uncomfortable mm. doing something wrong so it was really a super important also reason to quit because I couldn't find the way to grow it fast. I think it's it's also important to to realize it it, it the company after I quit it grow but not not that much. And now I'm also um, like working with my brother to you know just we try things to to grow it. Uh, but uh, yeah, if I think uh, the scalability of the business for me is is super important, and that's why I focus on startups, AI, and like you know you know think that that you can grow fast and uh, become millionaire faster. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, because you started AI uh, two years ago now. Uh, it's in AI. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah. it, it has grown super fast, right? right? You're already quite successful. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's not that that you know uh, you always want more and bigger and faster, but yeah. it's pretty well. So it's like I would say it's it's medium growing startup. So we grow to around one million ARR, mm. and uh, yeah, doing pretty well. Of course, we see uh, other startups that grow faster. <laughs> it's always gonna be, uh, but uh, we are trying hard to you know scale and find the ways to grow faster and uh, yeah so it's it's pretty good i feel comfortable and uh, i think that it's a really good potential here so yeah we just need to to work can you can you tell us a little bit what what ai uh, does and because also we are in a we're talking about ai and ai is super hot at the moment what is your i'm interested in uh, hearing about your position with with AI, you know, we hear like a lot of people saying, "Oh, AI, hey, you know, it's it's we are we're all doomed." And people are like, "Yeah, this is this is so exciting. We can do so so many things with with AI." What's what's your position here? So uh, what AI does is uh, we we have a video editor when you can create videos with avatars mm. that speak uh, based on your text. 
So uh, our users put text, uh, they, they can like copy it from uh, different sources and then they can much faster create videos where there is a narrator that can speak uh, uh, anything they want. And also uh, it's, uh, the, the other model is like when we create avatars for people. So you, for example, you can create your own avatar and create videos with yourselves, but you don't need to record yourself. So maybe for you, it's not the case. But uh, I, I hate recording myself. <laughs> ah, so maybe maybe you can try it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So it's like uh, also popular model. Well, people just want to create videos with themselves, but uh, just uh, at scale way. So they mm. uh, they can create videos, lots of videos, much faster. And um, uh, regarding AI itself, um, it's uh, it's of course booming right now because it's lots of technologies that are growing lots of uh, companies and researchers are invested in this niche and uh, it's just like this also scalability of uh, hardware that can handle larger models larger stuff and of course this boom of uh, large language models that we had in the beginning of this year uh, where um, this open ai model uh, gpt yeah. 3.5 it really performed much better than it was before, and it changed the way how we can use such models. Uh, generative AI, like in our case, yeah, when we create generate videos out of text, also like you can generate images, you can generate images from uh, videos from text in different way. All this gives lots of business opportunities uh, for uh, for entrepreneurs. Uh, the thing is that it's. Um, when you go to the stage when you need to give the good quality, um, you need to have a good engineers because working with AI and with ML is it requires much more uh, skills uh, and uh, understanding of how it works to to be able to scale it. So, for example, in our case, we through these two years we invested a lot in our own models, and mm. it now gives us. Uh, opportunities and uh, differentiator from other who who gonna start now yeah because creating such technology is pretty hard and uh, uh, it, it's it's hard to do it from scratch so with AI it's like the good point is that lots of technologies lots of open source code lots of uh, things that you can already use and start but to grow it to change models to to scale it it requires like more deep understanding of uh, of AI and how models work so you can give uh, so you can create really good products for your clients. Do you think we are doomed as the human civilization is doomed <laughs> because of AI? <laughs> no, no, actually I think I think it's it's a bit of uh, just a scare but again, I don't know, like people people like Elon Musk they they say that okay, they afraid of AI and how we control it. From from my perspective it's more about how people are going to use these technologies. Because, mm. uh, of course, AI will improve uh, everything and uh, weapons as well, for example. Yeah. And uh, like, I'm afraid more of how people are going to use it, for example, countries uh, which, will use, uh, which will use AI to create weapons and then they can, like, you know, feel themselves. Uh, it, it, it's like something like a nuclear weapon, you know, it's like something that's can be just uh, used in the wrong way. But it's not something that uh, I don't believe that AI has 
its own soul or can you know really conquer the humanity <laughs> something like that yeah yeah at least for now yeah hopefully hopefully you're right I, this is the I, i share the same view as as you what's your big dream with uh, your current business eli we are seeing a competition right now and like we really feel that we are one of the like this uh, avatars uh, video software mm. and for me like the, the dream is to really become number one in in some of these niches sub niches yeah so we've got uh, like okay five top companies and i what i really want to do with eli is to become a number one and uh, become a super quality product for customers so customers will say wow eli is, is like the top thing for me and of course using this to grow it grow it faster and uh, yeah eventually sell it why not and mm. uh, start a uh, new business <laughs> yeah because you are you're absolutely hooked you said you said earlier the entrepreneur the entrepreneurship spirit is exactly very high yeah. in you yeah entrepreneurship is is a calling that's that's what i believe what is it going to take to achieve that dream lots of work and uh, lots of self self awareness as well so uh, <laughs> <laughs> i just checked this like bottleneck score and realized that uh, you need to think about yourself think about your company in more strategic way and like always has time to not being in operations all the time but have time to grow yourself and grow your business in a strategic way so it's like strategic thinking plus work and you know work life balance uh, time um, mm. working proper with your schedule so you need to be effective and you need to think strategically and uh, you need to grow like lots of things of course but uh, of course it, i think the most important is just like working because if you don't uh, if you don't put enough efforts in this you just you, you cannot create a successful startup i think yeah you you're absolutely right but also don't jeopardize your personal life as uh, as as you mentioned you did the transition for me thank you <laughs> because you were talking about the bottleneck index which uh, asked you to take your score was around like i think was 47% which is not which is not bad and like you said you scored the weakest on strategic thinking and i have to tell you that every time i have people like taking the bottleneck index this is usually one of the weak of the bottleneck the common bottlenecks like don't spend not spending enough um time on strategic thinking and also you scored you scored least on my favorite of all which is letting go which is really interesting considering the experience you had before <laughs> you you already had the the ability to let go but what you were saying i think is that, that you need you need to let go more of yeah probably probably it's also i think um it's also correlating with for example fundraising and like how many staff you can hire yeah because uh, you cannot uh, let go think that your stuff will fail <laughs> yeah so it's like in in our situation right now i cannot let go everything yeah but uh, the plan is for us to we want to raise around so we can hire more people especially like management people who can you know be leaders 
and then you can better let go because to let go you need more people more stuff that you can rely this on it's like it's not it's it's good to do but it's not always that easy <laughs> of, of course and what is it that you would let go of in my particular routine now uh, it's like management i would say of like the development process um also maybe creating of avatars as well um because it's also like we've we've got like the separate process of creating avatars so it's like more you know into specific thing that i'm working on and uh, think that i'm uh, people that i'm managing so it's like i'm a manager of like this number of people yeah and the less number of people you are personally managing that the more you can let go so it's like just different different thing that uh, you can you know rely on other people support for example so i'm running product development uh, sales uh, support and uh, i would say product backlog development itself so many of the things i can let go <laughs> but of course i need to spend time on like more uh, strategic stuff and it also will help yeah but that's 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 the thing is that the more you're going to let go the more time you will free yeah. to think to think strategy and as the company grows and your role should evolve into that which means you know being more and more detached from operations whatever operations it is in your in your in your job as a CTO it's it's about uh like building avatars <laughs> so that's let, letting go yeah, and so yeah, yeah. setting yourself more and more from operation and thinking more and more in terms of strategic uh, strategy processes also are really important for someone for someone like for someone in in your role you know uh, you want to get there but how are you going to get there you know which resources are you going to use which people are you going are you going to use uh, which tools money etc et and you you have to make sure that you know that you, you clear a path for your people to achieve to achieve that yeah. Uh, those goals yeah exactly i think uh, staff and like the people that you hire is super important to make it happen yeah. because it's much easier to let go thing that you really feel that this person gonna handle that <laughs> yeah but it's a great way to start but you know in terms of recruiting i want to let go of that so now yeah. i need to find the, yeah. i need to find the right the right people yeah yeah exactly how has uh, entrepreneurship transformed you on a personal level i don't think like it's hard to compare because like i always was into <laughs> <laughs> so initially when i started to work it was more like a project you know so i took yeah. projects made them and took money so i didn't work much as an employee in the companies because i didn't feel comfortable it's just like was too too easy and not not fun. <laughs> yeah, but so, let me ask you the the question yeah. differently then. What have you learned about yourself? I think that it's like I don't know. We think we CTO transfer, right? This is what I learned through the entrepreneurship. <laughs> it's like a lot of things that you learn uh, what you like, what you want to focus on, what you can do, what you can't do, and. Uh, entrepreneurship itself is is super fun because you can like you can do anything yeah you can you can start different types of business you can hire you can uh, think about things strategically or not strategically and it it really i think uh, i i don't feel myself without this i i cannot just imagine myself uh, 
not doing this because <laughs> I cannot do anything else. Maybe like inside the companies, anyway, doing some, you know, leader role to to think, to create something. And you always learn lots of things about yourself during the journey. Of course, if you like spend some time on it. Yeah, spend some going time back on again it. to uh, self, self-awareness. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Really, really important. But how do you know you can't do anything else? Because you've never done it. You've never tried anything else. Yeah, so you <laughs> learn that you can do things that you try, right? Yeah. <laughs> so during the entrepreneurship, you try a lot. So that's why you can know that uh, it's not the best way to do this or it's not the best. Uh, you're not the best person to do this. So you learn through trying. And yeah, in, so you, you, you learn what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. Uh, which is why today again you are in a position of CTO and not and not CEO uh, of your of your company. You know you you take all that experience that you have acquired uh, now after like nearly close close to ten years of being an entrepreneur and in start in startup. What would be like the one practical recommendation that you would give to other founders? I think lots of founders, especially. Um technical they don't think enough about clients and like the business part so like yeah i think it's it's everyone is talking about this but still for some people it's really hard to realize it that like if you are if you're a technical person you have two ways you can like find a ceo like i did and like you too as a two founders can handle this and like your founder will focus on business part or also many technical founders become a ceo and then eventually they will like focus on business part a lot and uh, it's important because you need to always you create in business you are not creating product it's very important to realize that business is something that people gonna pay for and uh, if you just create product that not business it won't work because you can just create something that's nobody gonna pay for. I I like what uh, what Kibinator is telling. Create something that people want. It's yeah. It's super. It's super easy to understand, and you just need to create something that people want. And you need to try and ask people if they want this. And if they want this, they will pay for it because they can tell you that they want this. But they if they don't pay you, that they it means they don't really want it. <laughs> yeah, so, it is. It is very simple. But it's so difficult to do <laughs> somehow because yeah. I see that all all the time when I when I when I mentor startups. This is a this is a common mistake. You know, getting lost into the 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 technical solution. Uh, that's another bottleneck. Instead of getting out there and testing the solution among the people who potentially could pay for it, and they don't. It seems to be so straightforward, but people don't do it. Why? Why do you think is that? I think uh, again, maybe like you just need to, those people. It makes sense for them to have like a founder who will, you know, who will this, who will have this more like business spirit, not like product oriented spirit, but business spirit, and like you know, selling spirit or like spirit of like creating and having these customers, real customers, mm. or maybe, mm, maybe just not, you know. Again, maybe for those people, they, as me, they want to focus on product. And uh, it's not that type of thing that they want to do. And that's why they, they struggle with it. They always like, you know, oh, I can do it later. 
because they don't want to do it. But if you don't do it, your business will fail. So you think it, they're it, afraid of talking to people? No, maybe not afraid, but just like, okay, they don't really want. And that's why they delayed because yeah. it's not something that they want to do. So it, it's, I think it's, it's personal thing and founders need to realize for themselves, like what's, what's going on with them and like, what, what should they do? Mm. Or well, like some some people just like products uh, that they build too much, and they think that the product is cool, but it's just uh, they uh, it's it's not something that you, it's just your opinion, right? So, for example, we create feature. Some founders or me or like people say, okay, this feature is cool, but okay, let's we need to there is no proof that it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you need always to have proofs and maybe yeah. those founders like of like understanding this, that they need proofs. Yeah. Like because what, that's, that's, that's very true. What you say, it's cool for you, but is it cool for the customers? Yeah, exactly. Their voice matters more than your voice. <laughs> yeah. You don't need, you don't need to do something that's cool for you because you're not the user of your product. You need yeah. to do things that cool for your customers. Amazing advice. I, Completely agree, and I strongly encourage you know uh, startup founders to spend more time uh, talking to customers and less time talking about their their products. <laughs> exactly. Great. Uh, one more question uh, for you, Eli. Uh, how can people contact you? Uh, LinkedIn. I don't know if you have like these uh, links. <laughs> I would. So, put, I would put the link. Yes. In the yeah. Happy to talk on LinkedIn. Uh, our website. You can. You can see here, uh, it's just super simple, line.io. Facebook as well, I can leave the link. So whenever, I'm pretty open to conversations. So if anyone has questions, happy to help, happy to answer. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Alex, for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Laurent. It was great to talk to you. Same. And uh, thank you for listening. Now, do you know how much of the bottleneck you are in your business? Well, then take the bottleneck index like Alex did to find out your score. You might be facing bottlenecks you're not even aware of. And don't underestimate their real impact on your business. You'll find the link of the bottleneck index in the show notes. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.